everyone. Welcome to a, an epic episode of our pod today. Uh, we're discussing about Arteta. We have uh, an, uh, one of our guests, Toby, Arsenal fan Toby, which is, I think it was the unbeaten jersey or around that period, some, somewhere along that lines. Toby, thanks for coming on. <laughs> you see, I do. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> back to glory days, man. Back Bring Wenger back, please. After you work out, the man has the carry to me. You can admit. Okay, part of the team, our, our dear producer, EJ. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me back. Hey, Let's and, do uh, this. You know, I'll introduce myself, Tati Challenger. I, uh, it feels good to be the Tati Challenge, you know? But we just, we just. We we'll take it easy. Take it one game at a time. I don't get it carried away, you know. But just like this, there yeah. and keeping it trucking along. Uh, we'll talk about Teta for sure. Where did it go wrong? We'll talk about the way forward for the Arsenal project. I'll do a quick EPL roundup, probably two minutes roundup of all the games so far. Then we'll give our weekly awards. Toby's our guest here today. I'd like Toby to kick this off. The very same. That's why I made it simple. Sure. Point. Where did, where did it go wrong for Ateta, in your opinion? Uh, so I think it went wrong when we didn't move enough players out this summer. Okay. That's one. Second thing is, there is some luck there. He's been unlucky with injuries to party. But I also feel it went wrong when his inexperience began to show. And it's a lot of little things, but once a team gets into a funk, it's very, very hard to pull them out. And I think Ateta is a great coach, tactically. I think Pep can be wrong, Wenger can be wrong. The guys who say, you know, there's so many other people who go around the training field and come back and they talk to Ian Wright and Ian Wright is like, look, these guys said Ateta is the real deal. So I have to take all those people's words and say, he must know what he's doing on the training field. However, I think when you're managing players that are close to your age, Ozil is probably his age or older. Ozil has won a World Cup. Ateta was never the player any of all these players were. And these guys played with you. You got to remember that, right? Ateta played with Ozil. He played with El Neni. He played with some of all these other young guys. He played with Walcott. He played against Walcott. So... I think the soft skills of the game, the other things you could do, how you lift players that are just like you, how you inspire them when they're going through tough times. I think that's where he's failed. I also feel that he's, he's a pure, purist in, in the way he wants to play. And it was working when, when Aubameyang was on full confidence. But we still weren't creating many chances when Arteta took over. Abamaye was just extra clinical, but we're winning games by one goal margin. If you go back and look, we were never like always creating so many chances. The attack was always, always slow. Um, and so I just think lack of um, experiences is, is where it really, really went wrong. Yes, coming into coronavirus season was hard. There were extra challenges. And I think he's been asked to do too much. We had this guy to be coach and then he wins an FA Cup and a community shield and the, the, the club guts all the structure around him and says, you know what? You're no longer coach. You're now 
coach and manager, and it's you, Edu, and Vinay. Go figure it out. Just the three of you. Everyone else is gone. Raul Sanel is gone. Steve Minnesota, head of scouts, is gone. So many people have left. There were five scouts left, right, and center. And so I think, um, you know, you know, I would say it went wrong for him this season, just not being able to adapt, not being able to face the reality and not being able to, to maybe change, treat some of your senior players the way, not being consistent with how you treat senior players. I give the example of William. They say William went, I don't know whether he went to the Middle East on one, he, he broke Dubai. some team role during COVID. He went to Dubai, not a word. You know, you have, um, you have um, also that you're freezing out, rightly or wrongly, whatever. But that that would affect some. I'm sure there are a couple of players who who are pro Ozil. Another players are we, we don't care. But that's a player like them. And then um, I think Arsenal just plays very differently now than when they when Arteta started. I know I have a couple of minutes left, but when Arteta started, he came in and he said, "I have non-negotiables. Everyone is going to work." And he used the word suffer. I want everybody to suffer for the team. And you could tell that with that kind of high pressing, everybody giving it their all, players not even be able to last the whole 90 minutes because they are tired of running, chasing, harrying. You could you could see why, okay, also can't do this. I could I can see he wants to build a different team. And he, he was able to get results that were slightly better than Emery and lift us up. Yes, we kind of disappointed at the end, but we ended up winning the FA Cup. So, okay, we give him time was, was the message. Um, but that's not how Arsenal plays games today especially against low opposition. We don't play the same way we used to play when it took him. Everyone was pressing, Aubameyang, Lacazette, full intensity. It was like almost club 2.0, right? Um, and you would see players like Pepe struggle within that setup. You could argue, okay, maybe that's why Ozu doesn't work. Um, and a lot of tactical things he did, he, he, he doesn't do anymore, you know? So we'll get into details later, but I think, that's basically it. It started with the summer transfer window with the decision that he was forced to, to take to deregister that also not bench him because he was already benching him. And he played him a little bit. And when COVID came, he took him off. But at least, you know, he was still in and around. I don't think that decision is only on him. It just didn't move away a lot of Deadwood. And so we had a problem. Um, and then some injuries, yes, but every team has injuries. So that's where experience comes in, right? How do you cope when you don't have the squad you want? Um, so yeah, that's my that's my two cents. EJ, I don't know if that helps. Okay, okay, fair points. EJ, where do you think it went wrong? Or yeah, I think it doesn't go wrong. Maybe. Well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. I think anyone with two eyes can say can see that it's gone wrong. I mean, we are four eight, 14 games in, four wins, two draws, eight losses on France at a time. So it's really that. Um, Toby has said it all. I think I agree with it uh, with him when he says that. Yes, um, there's a big factor with the um, just misfortune that we've seen. The injury to Partey. Partey came in. He was supposed to be the big signing. He's played one and a half games. He played a little bit more than one and a half after Tottenham. In fact, let's call it one and a half because with the sub um, appearance he had from the game before he showed up for Manu. That's not, it wasn't up to 10 minutes. So um, you see um, a lot of injuries to key players, players being frozen out. Aubameyang um, not firing before, <laughs> last season Aubameyang was our outlet for goals. So if he's not scoring, it's, it's clear to see why we can't make any goals. 
Um, so yeah, and then if you want to, if you want to um, wonder why it's Arteta, why is it on Arteta? It's I mean he's the, he's the face of the club, he's the manager and the coach. So Toby said it, said one thing where he said that um, we're playing a bit differently than how we were playing last season towards the tail end. I think that, that I mean that's clearly true, but I think he's had to adapt <laughs> with the players he's had, and he's trying to impose his style his style on the club that he's trying to he's trying to move forward with and is I mean I'm going to be I'm going to sound a bit pro Arteta right now so brace yourself Toby but, <laughs> but look these are we're, we're seeing a lot of small margin losses these last I mean think about it the game after United even that was a small margin victory you know that was a penalty victory uh, we did contain Man United properly, but apart from that, um, let's look at all the other games after that. There are about, I think it was seven games after that, um, two um, couple draws, the rest were losses. The only game that we were outclassed in was with Villa. I'm not saying that we should not hope for more, win more. Obviously, that's, that's, not, that's what we want. We want to win. But there's something strange going on to where we can't even pull off victories. We're making all these errors every time. Own goals after own goals, red cards after red cards. And it's like individual errors. And yeah, it's a discipline here and there. It's just relentless. And I, I think of these players, I'm like, one more. Like, I actually feel bad for them because remember when Per Matisaka wrote that um, op-ed in, I can't remember where he published it in. And he said, oh, that before every game, he got, he got panic attacks and he was very, very distressed, you know. And I can just imagine if you're like a group of 11 players and you're asked to go out every day knowing that you're probably going to lose because you lost the last game and you just can't get, you're in some kind of funk that you can't get out of. It's very difficult to even play. But the truth is you have to win to get out of the funk. And I don't know if Arteta can inspire that kind of victory. That's my problem with Arteta. That's where, that's where like you said, the experience showing, inexperience is showing because he's not able to pull them out. But then again, I think about Emery. Emery had funk too, where he was not able to pull the team out. Wenger has gone through those periods where he's not been able to pull out the team. I, I don't think anyone else can do it for them. What I do like after what I heard um, him say after yesterday's game was that, um, you know, he didn't throw the players under the bus. He thinks they're trying hard, which you could see if you watch a game and you'd be objective. You're saying, okay, these players are trying. It looks like they're out of their death, their death, but they are trying, they're doing their best and they're still not pulling things off. It's just, it's unfortunate, but yeah. Can I, can I, can I respond to that? Well, wait, let me say this one point. I think, yeah, if you ask where it went wrong, the answer is like, it's not a problem. There's an issue. Shannon Sharp will tell you, problems you can solve, issues you have to, <laughs> you have to work through them completely. And that's what we're doing. That's what we have to figure out. I don't think any of us know the answer. But yeah, you go on. Okay, so there's some points you made that I don't agree with. Yeah. And I'll start with one. You said, um, I think you said something like the players are trying, like Arsenal has had a lot of narrow losses yeah. based on the scoreline, yes. Football, like anything in life, if you're on statistics and you look at the mean, everything will revert to the mean, right? Someone posted some stats the other day and said, Arsenal is like 16th in chances created in the league, like 20th in 
balls box. Like our offensive stats are horrible. Obama mm. is not being given seven chances and he's he's not a striker out of form because he's not hitting he's hitting the ball and it's not going on the net. Abamayang has always been a striker that thrives on, on pace. Yeah. He needs his pace. He's not a back-to-goal striker like Giroud or, or Zlatan or some other thing that you, you really want to give Giroud the ball close to the halfway line because he doesn't have the legs. He doesn't have time to exploit all that space. Um, so the point is we're not creating chances for any of our forwards good chances for any of our forwards. Average XG, I can't even pull it. I'm sure Ayo can pull it because I know he has all those memberships. It's very, very low because we're not pulling it. So when you say you have a narrow loss, I think Atata, our defense is not the problem. But they're leaking goals. It is not the problem. <laughs> you guys got one goal. A couple of goals. No, no, but, but hold on. on. Yeah, you can consider an own goal. United considered a goal today. Scored right? seven goals. <laughs> yes, exactly. But they scored seven. Wenger always said something, and I'm probably quote Wenger too many times. He said, he said, he said the worst score line is, I think he even said is 2-1 or 3-1. I think he said 3-1 is like the worst mm. score line. Because one more goal and the opponent okay. thinks they have 3-1 or 2 is the worst score line. Because one more goal and the opponent thinks they have life. And then your thing psychologically now says, ah, let's protect our lead. We just conceded, right? We just gave it was three, or we just gave them 3-1. Oh. And it's all about momentum. And so, yes, we've lost games by one goal, fluke on goal. But Burnley, Aubameyang is, jo- is Burnley's joint top scorer at one goal. Right. And Burnley was sitting at the bottom of the league. And we couldn't create. I don't mean, yes, if you don't create teams, if you don't create goal scoring chances and you don't right. score, you're subject to the odd fluke of Aubameyang scoring an own goal. That you say, oh, well, it's just a fluke. No, no, no. It's a fluke because in the 90 minutes, you didn't do enough. And that's my criticism with Ateta. Is offensively, he doesn't do enough. Ateta reminds me, and someone says on another podcast, that it looks like if Arsenal is a recently promoted team into mm-hmm. that survived relegation just out of defense and now said, okay, let's try to climb up and let's change how we play to be more offensive. And then now they are struggling again. Because that is like this is this is what season we're seeing is like okay you're actually defending okay there's a time someone posted maybe four couple of games ago we had the second best defensive record in the league right weeks back but we have the if you have the second best defensive record but you have the 18th worst attack you're going you're going to be where you are because you're losing games by you said one one margin two margins the other thing you said was. Ateta came out and said the fans, you know, the boys are trying. But what else did he say? He said we dominated against Everton, but they were just unlucky. I'm sorry, I watched that. I watched the 90 minutes of that game. Very, very calm because I predicted that we're going to lose. Wanting to be proved wrong. I literally wanted to eat my words. But I looked at it and I said, sometimes you just have to look at the trend and you say, it's more likely we lose. And Everton was pretty disappointed, honestly. Yeah. They lost, I think they lost two key players before the game. So everything was actually pretty average. Yeah, the truth is that, the truth is we dominated yeah. them yesterday. In every uh, aspect. And apart from goal scoring, we, we dominated you feel that Arsenal, yeah, goal scoring, but do you think did you feel like what, what's we, that created so we created more everything you look at, we created more chances, we had more shots on target on goal. We had um, more possession, we had more passes, everything was more. That's what I'm saying. If you look at stats, we dominated them. 
if you look at where those things were happening, I can think I'm of saying, one, okay, then stop one, good, one good chance. One good chance. No, 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 no. One good chance that I think a different striker could have buried. And that was the one that came to Eddie, that he hit it first. Correct. Yes, I think that was, that was a good that chance. Was, I think but that's another, probably chance, best, another best. chance Luis hit an open hit the post, yes, hit the right post. when Pickford was up yep. the, off his line. But do you, did you come across that game like, and I just want to get your opinion. Did you really feel that in that game, um, do you feel like Arsenal dominated? I think Arsenal stopped Everton from playing. So this is where I, I, I'm careful. I think Ateta had a game plan, which I blamed Emery for, which was you're, you're managing like you're, you're an Everton manager. You're managing mm. like you're middle of the table. You had a game plan to stop mm. Everton. Which kind of worked. That's what we average. Because we stopped them from doing what they usually do. And they had injuries, right? right? But other than stopping them, what do we do? I would have to move us on to the next part of yeah. the Let me move to the next part. So I hear everything from what you guys have said where it went wrong. I kind of see, you know, tactics, formation. I'll I'll say my thoughts, my quick thoughts about Ateta is I think he has the makings, I think he's a good coach, right? Apart from everything, every, everything you guys have said, you know, right, pair for my eye test, like when I make calls, you think I'm trying to get reaction or I was trying to be different. Season, right? I watched you guys and I saw the quick change in how he was playing out of the back. When I post up, I'm, I'm just being honest, you know, I see the makings of good coach. The major problem, I think, looking on the outside looking in, he got a lot of big decisions wrong, man management. I don't think he should have gone mm -hmm. for William. I think he man managed the big players, you know, wrong, wrong. I think so. The whole triple players under the boss aspect and all of that. I also think during the summer thing, he should have fought as hard. Now, maybe that that is not his fault. It's above him. He should have fought very hard to either do two things, either make the board say, we're moving a lot of dead wood out, or be brave to play kids. He went and he got stuck in between. I call that in visa, he did the in-between thing, where it's like, oh. We want to reach, actually go to the root cause of the issue, but we also, we also want to challenge for top four. It's like, mm, I think that that's what led to the William thing. He should have gone for William, in my opinion. When I saw that sign, I was like, mm, I don't think William should be experienced head. That's just my opinion generally. I might be wrong. Right. But I think as a manager, he has a lot to learn. And the thing about football is when you're out of your depth or when your goose is cooked, for lack of a better word, ill luck, bad luck will start happening. At the time, you're supposed to get a break. Yeah. Instead, you get a bad break, like the injury to um, party, and he came rushing back if he enjoyed himself again. I say this because I saw at January of this year, I saw Social just switch lanes. Social was unraveling up until that Bruno signing. You, you could see that I went to Old Trafford, I saw the game against Burnley, the stadium. Social was on the edge of unraveling. Maybe we don't have big ambitions, but his mm -hmm. career at United, like we we're on that edge. If we did not get Bruno Fernandes, at that time, and really didn't come with that level of impact. I could, and COVID didn't happen. Like a lot of things fell, and I'm not taking anything from social. And you know, I'm going to be very honest, he has done well. I'm just saying, when you when things are not going to work for you in a place, especially managers, feel my experience of watching football, the things that I need to break for you break the wrong way. And that's that's what I saw for social. Bruno Fernandez broke the right way. He came, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a signing that came in like a Mkhitaryan that needed time to settle in. He wasn't. He came in and hit the ground. If he didn't hit the ground running, and, and COVID didn't happen, two things that was not really his control, to be very honest, as far as the COVID part. We don't make tough for Manchester do not make tough for last year, and they'll fire him. Like, they would have just moved off from social. Because the Glazers, American owners, it's all about the money for them. They needed that money. 
needed that Champions League money. So now going back to Arsenal, before I, where what is the way for them to start with EJ this time? What do you need for this Arsenal project? Okay, so this is my opinion. I think um, Arsenal Arsenal's uh, just a strange club. I believe we're very broke. That we operate like a, a club that the finances are just like in the toilet. Um, I'm pretty sure they cannot afford to let Arteta go. Um, whether it's because they signed him for three years and they, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the figure they signed him for. They're not gonna let him go unless I believe the situation becomes untenable. So the question is, when is the situation untenable for Arsenal right now? Right now we're 14 points from 14 games. It would be like if we drew every game from the start of the season. But yeah, so for me, it's when we start dropping into relegation zone. Obviously, we're four points ahead of the, the drop, or you know, 17 point, um, 17 position. I think we get he gets a transfer window, which is in two weeks. We see what Arsenal decides to let him do. Again, we're thinking we're talking book club with no money. It will be very hard to attract players because of the position we're in. Where it's it's really bad. It's big trouble. But the truth of the matter is this: we can't afford to bring a new coach in. You're not going to bring a caretaker coach. I don't want to see Per Metasaka be our interim coach. We need to get over the funk, start winning a couple of games, win the next, win a game in the next three games, get players in, get Pate back to fitness. Hopefully, Alba starts firing again. Move some of these players. Ozil is not going to play again. I, I'm pretty sure that's a money issue. And I, I don't think, I mean, I, I mean, between you, I don't mind if Ozil comes back in some capacity, they can register him. But my guess is the money is just like the 100K extra a week that they're saving from not playing him is probably more, is, you know, is going to stop from happening. Let's see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking February. February, we're still in. If, still at 14 points in February, then that's however many games to go after that, maybe about 12 games, 13, 14, 15 games. That's when they'll fire him. That's my guess. Mm. I think he, he can get that time. I think, I think what we want, Arsenal wants to, want to be a club that can compete with our own style, a coach that has a style that works. Like I think of players like our teams like Liverpool that Klopp and then obviously Klopp never did this over their players. If you look at the team that started when he got there and the team that won the championship last year, um, it's like I think the only player that's still there is from that team was Henderson. Yeah, look who else? Maybe Lalana. Very different. So I think what we want, the hope anyway, someone like me that wishes Ateta well, even though I think he's very very close to being, like I said, the situation being untenable. I, I hope that like someone with his ideas, with his coaching tactics and skills can get the players that he wants out of this, like this team that can't do anything right now, inject people, players that can bring some magic, a spark, get this thing going and see what can happen. But I think my, my deadline will be February. By February, I'll be like, I'll be like, look, I will move Ateta myself. I don't think Ateta, it don't gotta be Ateta, but I think we don't want that turn of our coach. We don't want musical chairs, my God. We don't want musical chairs coaches. It's very, very annoying. And our team, we don't do that at Arsenal, you know? So this has to be right, but I think we have to February. This has to be right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Toby, what are your thoughts? Like, 
finish, EJ. Go ahead. No, so no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Uh, Toby. So the question is, what do we do from here, right? Correct. Yes. What do we, how do we change okay. things? Short term and long term. EJ kind of kind of almost, has almost touched on maybe short. If you can add long term, I mean, we can go back to EJ to wrap up long term. Short term and long term. What's the way forward? Okay. Short term, if they were going to do something short term, they should have fired him after Burnley. Yeah. Now it makes no sense. There's three games left to the end of the season. City, Chelsea, Brighton. City, who cares? That's a FA yeah, Cup or whatever it is. They will play Chelsea in the league. And the way all our ex-players have been doing us, starting with Walcott, then it will be with the assist. I'm expecting Giroud to give us a hat-trick when we play Chelsea. So I don't expect a win. I expect a loss at Chelsea. Yeah. And I don't think they fire him there. However, Brighton is our fellow relegation SKP. If we don't get three points at Brighton, I kid you, there are no fans in the stadium or it's fans. If they don't get, if he doesn't, if the team doesn't get three points at Brighton, already the volume is high. What you're not seeing is because there are no games in Arsenal, the full crowd. Mm -hmm. If the full crowd was there, I think this is worse than Emery. Yeah. Because we were never in this position with Emery. This is yeah. the first time the club has been in this position. So I think the Brighton game, if he doesn't win against Brighton, I don't want to give him a, oh, well, if he can get three points at Brighton, if we get a draw, then you have to ask yourself the question, where do you get three points? You didn't get at Burnley. You didn't get at Southampton. You're not going to get at Brighton. Is it Sheffield? Because trust me, no one is guaranteed points at Sheffield anymore. Because you know what those guys are going to do, right? The same thing Ateta is complaining about, you know, no block teams, two backs or four. This die dear football, you know what I mean? Where we're all, of, we're all going to die here. We're not even here to play football. We just don't, you know, because that's the relegation struggle. So how do you go get to three points at Sheffield? They're going to sit back and pack the bus and everybody and be like, come. So my point is those games are even harder in the best of times. You know how football is now. When you get to relegation 13 teams yeah. and you think, oh, we'll win them 4-0. And you've beaten the mid-table clubs 4-0. You now get to Sheffield and get a draw. They might even win from one fluke corner. So you can't count on those games. So I think Brighton, if he, does, if he gets three points at Brighton and maybe gets a point at Chelsea, even if he lose Chelsea, Chelsea is, is, a, is a moot point. They're not going to take a decision. So short term, it's kind of late to fire him. Whether they fire him now or they fire him after Brighton, we're still in the same position macro-wise at the end of the season. And I think we're between 12th and 15th. At best, 10th and 15th. I don't see us getting up half of the table. There's just too much noise. It takes, statistically, it takes too many. It's not the points gap. It's how many, you have to get those points and hope all these other teams don't get those points as well. Um, and I just don't see it happening. Maybe I'm, I'm being too pessimistic. Now, long-term, to answer your question, um, and where I think the club should go to the mistakes they've made now, twice is is um first was emery and nateta so now it should be obvious to Kronke. there's something he just said that's not behaves like a book club and i posted something on facebook that Arsenal has invested more money in the squad in two years than chelsea has they actually went to Kronke to get money for party because that was full release clause paid no mental mm. payments right. and books couldn't manage it like Kronke floated arsenal for the first time 
He's been a useless owner. I don't like him. He's never supported the club. But for the first time in his life, he floated Arsenal this summer. He was like, pandemic, I see everything. I, it's not, we're going to have negative accounts. But here's 45 million. Get that party guy. And that's because young manager, upcoming, changed the system. Let's back him. In his little way. I'm not saying it's so impressive or anything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but if you just look at the amount of money spent net past two seasons, Arsenal has outspent most clubs other than maybe United and a couple of others. Um, um, so, yes, we are broke in the sense that we have a big budget for salaries right. and everything. So, yes, there's not a lot of headroom. The owner has to back again. And if I were the owner, honestly, so macro long term, if I were the owner, I get rid of Vinay, who, who runs the club, the CEO. I get rid of Edu, who's just as inexperienced as a Teta. And I get rid of Ateta. And I then say, I don't trust you guys in general. I'm willing to put $100 million down, whatever it is, 50, whatever. We we know Ozil's going to be out of contract. We lose that 350K. I think Skolasnak is out. A couple of contract, oh, Socrates is out of contract. Some guys will go, some guys will get, will go automatically. And then by the next summer, a lot more guys are gone. Laka is out of contract. They better not offer him a new contract. People like that need to go, not because they're not good, but they yeah. can't take us to where we want to go. They're not good enough because we have a Bamangan that's better and we've invested in him. So let's solve other problems. We don't mm. have a midfield. Okay. So macro, I think long-term, sorry, I think the solution is whether you fire Teta now, you, to me, you only fire him if you're, if you're worried we actually relegate. Yeah. And four points is not a lot. If we're four points in, Mar- in, in February, that can turn. That's, that is still not close enough to get off of the relegation zone. You need to have like eight, 12 points above you to say you're safe. Because if you go into the last game of the season with a <laughs> two-point margin, anything can happen. So I think if Ateta, if, if, if they can do whatever they want to do in general to make sure we mm-hmm. don't relegate because season is gone, then fine. Keep them to the end of the season. It's too late now, right? That ship has shipped. And we're playing three games a week for the next couple of weeks. So then what they now need to do is, in general is get rid of all those three. My decision. All those three are not good enough. They don't have experience. They've never done it before. There's not the past that makes me think they can do differently in the future. So I get rid of all of them. And then I go to a club. I was joking with a guy. I go to a club management like Leipzig or one of them. And I just take the entire management system. I say, I take the head coach. I take the chief trainer. I take the chief scout. I take the CEO. And I just say, come around this club. I, honestly, because if you fire Ateta and you leave Edu and Vinay, who made the decision to sign William? Ateta said he wanted him. Mm-hmm. We know that um, um, Williams, um, um, uh, what's his name? His, um, his manager, not his manager, his, um, his agent, his, his Edu's agent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then all this Brazilian connection. Yes, he is. He is. So in a way, it was like, I was hoping that William was supposed to be Ateta's mm. impact signing. He's used to the league. He hits the ground running. Yeah. That, was that was supposed the, to be Bruno Fernandes. Hope. Yeah, that was the hope. That was the hope. We, okay, we don't really like this three-year deal, but if we can get him, and what do we do by getting him? We drop Pepe. Yeah. And that's our highest value player yeah. that we have. Paris has the highest resale value out of yeah. any other player in the club till today. Right. So I think long term, you just got to say, OK, we got it wrong. But it's not just the coach that we got wrong, because even hiring the coach, I, I asked him to show me a post where I said, what do I think about this? I said it's high risk. Even that decision was made by I don't think it's OK. It's not making yeah. these decisions. Right. 
Vinay or whoever runs the club is making decisions. Okay. So to me, you, you've shown bad judgment twice. Emery and now this. So why should I trust you? I know I have to put money. If not, stuff ain't going to work. But why you? I'd rather someone comes in with a plan. If it's a manager that's out of a job, I will use an example. If you go get a guy like, who was former coach of Tottenham? Poch. What's his name now? Uh, yeah, Poch, and you, Pochettino. And you say, he says, look, this is my structure. This is how I plan to come and run it. I won't give it to Posh, but I mean a, a player like Pochettino, a manager like him, that may be out of a job, but has his system, that work club. That's what we need. We need a complete system, not just a manager, because it's like, I am sure a lot of your frustration is with, um, is the guy that, what's the guy that runs your club? Um, what's his name again? Ed Woodward. Yeah, Woodward. A lot of United fans are not happy with Woodward because they think he's a money guy, he's not a football guy. So to me, you may have the same problem where you get a coach that does something well in two years, but after a while he he, he gets fed up and he leaves. So you right. gotta fix everything. And I don't think those three guys, Edu, Vinay, Ateta, they all just need to go at the end of the season because they, they went to the they went to Kronke and said, give us Pate and William, let us do all these things, and we get Champions League football next season. I mean, Pate hasn't played. <laughs> what it oh, is. Are you gonna get Champions League football? No, 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 no. So it's one, it's one thing to say Party didn't have... play, but we were seventh, right? But let's say we're seventh, right? Now. Yeah. And it's okay, well, Party comes back and maybe we can make a late run for it. But no, we're not getting Champions League football unless we somehow right. win Europa. So... This, I, these, these games, I mean, this is very inexplicable. I, I think even with our squad, we should be doing better than we are. Like, it's, 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 it's a little bit crazy. I, I think, I, I still want to see more. Like, so I hear you say, I just don't think we're thinking, okay, like the example you gave, like go to a team and get their entire management squad. If you pick a team like Leipzig, and you, you're, that's never going to happen. So like, what's the realistic example no, I, that you can think, give? That we can pull I think, I think, to get rid of our tether. I think it can happen. Look at how many people want this job. People are like, oh, well, who do you get? I'm like, Leipzig is in Champions it. League. They're hold not on, left. Hold on, hold on. I don't mean right now. Okay. But- who wanted, who wanted the Ateta job when he... Jose Mourinho yes. came to sit down in Arsenal. He wanted it. And watch a game. And had dinner with um, Don Raul. Mourinho yes. wanted Mourinho this wanted, job. I think Ancelotti definitely yeah. wanted it. Ancelotti wanted this job. My, my point is, go to Germany and pick a guy that is doing great things with a mid-tier club that just lacks resources but has mm. a plan. They right. actually know how to bring players from the academy. Sell them at value. Sorry, I said like the guy of Southampton. That's how they got him. Hasn't yeah, exactly. You. That's what you need to do. You need to say, okay, what do I want to be? I'm never going to be city. Yeah. So I want to find my next club. I want to find a guy that I can back for the next five, six years. Yeah, I know my first two years will be bumpy. So maybe I tell him, look, forget Champions League mm-hmm. even next season. You may finish sixth, seventh, whatever. Get to Europa next season. Okay, that's the plan. We're going to have a plan to phase out all these old But let me ask you, I, I get your point, because I don't want to cut you off, because I know in the interest of time. But do you not think that that was what they, the hope was with Arteta? Think, so your point that because Arteta is not pulling it off by December, that overhauled that project because he had no experience. That's your point. That's my point, because Arteta has never I mean, that's done fair. it. And there's that's no, fair. There's no, but there's no structure right, behind right. it to help him. See, when they brought in Arteta, they brought him in as coach. Yeah. Right? 
And then all of a sudden, they invest, investigate Raul Sanelli. They send him packing. Steve Minislat, that was running our stat DNA. Raul was embezzling from us. He had to go. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Uh, Steve Minislat, that was mm -hmm. our scout, using to help us identify talents on cheap. He, he left the club out of He left anger. before Raul, though. He yes, left, he left yes. because he was Do arguing with time. Raul. Yeah, yeah, because him and Raul were giving opposing visions. So the reason why I say don't just go bringing another person is because then you then have opposing visions. There was a there was a fight for who right. was more powerful, Raul or Minislav. And then Asna was like, all oh, this boardroom, we, we don't like it. Let's simplify it. Okay, it's Raul. Oh, but we don't like the fact he got Luis and maybe there was too much, too much side payments. Let's get rid of him. Oh, and by the way, this guy we said was just going to be coach. Let's now give me coach, manager. So Ateta's day job is looking at the academy, who's going to bring forward into right. the academy, looking up at transfer windows, looking over all these contracts, because he's now manager and coach. He's never done that before. Now, this job, even if you bring in Alex Ferguson today, <laughs> it's still it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard. It's a billion-dollar company. Yeah. I think, I think like you guys that have never run anything yeah. before. I'm sure it is never my favorite invisible. Like, I'll pick... Repara before I even pick. Like I'm, I'm always like, why are, we, why are we so passionate with these guys? It's not like Vera and Hori right, right, running right. Arsenal and they're struggling. I'm like, ah, no, Vera and Hori, no, no, let's, no. no, no, no. let's give them. Let's I think, give them. I think, time. I think the, give... the passion you're seeing from Arteta in the Arteta, Arteta in crowd is just like hype from winning FA Cup, and because we know that that was not a fluke. I don't think you can. Chelsea and City and call it two flukes in a row. Yes. So I think there's definitely something bigger, and it's it's what we say these clubs we the things that we don't see the things that are happening in the background you're able to articulate it because you're paying attention but like 60 percent of the things before you even come on the pitch those things that are happening in the background that influence the game is what's killing us like okay edu is um, doing this vina is doing this arteta is doing this behind the scenes we don't know we don't know why um, also is frozen out um saliba. blah 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 those things like this saliba why saliba, saliba not was playing? so good that we paid him, we paid this yeah. transfer fee and we actually needed a center half that window just so that he could come in this season. So we waited. Yeah, yeah. 30 yeah. million. Not, not playing. Not like, in I, the squad. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So when so, the Arsenal has spent, that's a $30 million center half that was beasting it in, yeah. in French and, League One. That, that, and you make Holding captain. I'm sorry, as bad as Saliba is, he's probably better than Holding. I think about holding. We tried to move holding now. No, they said no. We said no. They didn't take the money. So no, we tried I, to loan him out. It wasn't going to be a no, sale. No, give me two minutes. Let me just say last thing on on some of some of the mistakes that were made. And I'm not blaming Arteta on mm. the club. Maitland Niles, twenty five million. They say no. I want to play him. Okay, but that's money that could have been added, and we added so signed yeah. party. Maybe you get your creative midfield target, or you get a target two. Holding, I think Bolton wanted holding for nine million. We initially said no, but maybe we'll send him out on yeah. loan. So we've turned we turned down key, we turned down funds yeah. to keep players that we've not even used. They don't make us better, it's the point I'm making. They don't make us turn this um, zero points yesterday mm. into three points. And if a player cannot turn zero points into three points, what's this happening to him? Why do we have Maitland now in the squad? He's not helping us get wins. So I'd rather take that 25 million today and go and get a creative midfielder or fix a problem spot. It's not because I don't like right, Nelson right, right. or I don't wish. Yeah, yeah. This is the but Nelson, 
not good enough. And I just think it will take time to move them out. And also, the like the amount of injury we get. And just think about it. Shaka is not playing. Like who else would we have put in that midfield? I don't. I don't know. Bayern got red card the other day. All these players, you have to have backups, and it's going to take time to replace the backups or replace no, the starters. That That's yeah. why we don't blame him for it 100%. Correct. But we do blame him for one with, with 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all those things, we should be eight or nine. Should be better than this. Yeah, I, that's, I agree. That's, that's inexplicable. That's my point. It's inexplicable. That's why I think things are inexplicable. We'll turn around. If it doesn't turn around, I say February, and I'm good after February. You can. <laughs> You can go and pick him up and remove him. That's fair. So I think just wrap up. EJ says February. Toby says wait till Brighton game. If that doesn't work out, you are out. You want him to play out. You get what caretaker manager. You want a permanent immediately, Toby. You want caretaker now. To no, no. I think permanent person immediately. Right. Away. No, I think if he doesn't win at Brighton, to me, there's no point even a caretaker manager for the mm. season. So if he doesn't win at Brighton. Then you know he's definitely gone in the summer. But what ah, you're doing right, is you're right. not looking for who that next man is. I see what you mean. Just so what, if, what if he doesn't win and wins Europa Club, Cup? And the situation, let's say he wins Europa Cup and he finishes 14th in the league. I will still change that structure. Okay. You still let him go. I don't trust Ed. Do you tr this guy's just signed William for three years. No, that, that was mad. That was. That was <laughs> Europa, Europa League is a fluke because now you're now in Europa League. So now you're definitely going into <laughs> Champions League. You don't have. That backup option. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> this has been good. <laughs> this has been good. Uh, for sure. I mean, we'll revisit this attack our conversation. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, jumping to round of the league, I'll touch United a bit quickly. Um, I think Manchester United under social has been very weird. First, I want to talk about like the season, right? Around the EPL wrap-up. We talked about the season being in unprecedented times. I think years, years in time, we'll look back at this season as one of those seasons where we didn't know the effect of COVID on these players in the sense, one, lack of pre-season. The amount of games we are asking them to yeah. play and they still have to go back home like everything is normal and everything around them is really not normal. They can't see their families. Some of them have families who are sick. They've seen people die. They've seen like different things and we ask them to perform the same way. And to, to go a little bit into stats, it's shown that every team this season, the pressing from every team, including the best, the best pressing in Liverpool City, has dropped significantly. Southampton, like all of them, has dropped. I think it's only Southampton that has maintained the same level of pressing from last season. Only Southampton. Every other person has dropped. So talking about United, now, I would say the big black mark for Solskjaer and his team has been dropping our Champions League, for sure. It's right the way it happened. When we started on a high, everybody got carried away. And I remember EJ was trying to, EJ was trying to draw me out on it. And I remained calm. I remained calm for very specific reasons because I knew that the teams we play have very, very intelligent tactical managers. And the fact that we still mm -hmm. had to play them in our last two games, I didn't get carried away. I was like, oh, I don't want to say Ole. And I said, I know these managers. I know them very well. I know Tuchel. I know Nagus, man. So I know that they were not going to fall for the same shit twice. I knew that. So yeah. I was just hoping that at least we get a point. Because all we need was a point at that time. Just a point. Like, we can draw. Okay. But we they, they tactically out, outdid us and we fell out. And I think a lot of United fans were like really mad. I was a little bit, especially how we started. But then again, I remember I never picked them to come out of the group anyway. I was yeah. like, 
it's okay. I'll focus on the league. Right now, we're on the run of six wins and one draw. And I was telling a couple of my guys, the proof is in the pudding, guys. The proof is in the pudding. Six wins and one draw. In this season where nobody has been consistent. Leicester started like a house of fire. Ever started as a fire, they lost three games. And Leicester lost to like full harm. Lost. Now they've gone back winning. Everybody thought Tottenham was going to win the league. They started like house on fire. They've lost back-to-back games. <laughs> Chelsea, everyone said Chelsea's going to win the league. Nobody thought. Our dear EJ, they lost two games back-to-back. I still think Chelsea. I still think Chelsea has a chance. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think you've said it. I, said it. I mean, they all do. I mean, it's really just fourteen games in. It's really fourteen games in. I've said it. it pays oh yeah, that, that, that's that's that's. Liverpool will win, but it's saying who? Okay, but Tati Challenge. Yeah. I, I don't have the chance. No, I have a theory. Yeah, the challengers. I have a theory about Tati Challenge this season. I have a theory, and it goes back to what I said about this. Why is it weird season? It's all bunched up in there right now between first and it's closing up now. It wasn't as wide before, it was like 10 teams. I think it has like seven teams that are within yeah, six, yeah, seven yeah. points of each other now. Some people have given me hand. We have a game in hand. I said this, I think I was telling Dallas then. I said, we know the real title challengers this season just because we know we started late. Don't forget that we start in August. We started in September. So we are so right yes. now it's like we're in November. Yes. We're not in December. Do you, do you get my point? From yes. I think the real title challengers. Yes. We will not find that out the end of January, and I'm being honest, or February. That's when we would know, because I think at that point, we'll see the real separation of the league. At that point is when we know who are tied to challenge. Mm. So if you want to consider a tight challenge or 14 games to the season, fair enough. Yes, obviously we're in it. Now we have a game in hand, we're five points behind. Can we sustain it to the end of the season? I'm not sure. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not sure. I am not sure. How, because the one thing that has gone our way has been, we've not had key injuries all season. How do we cope when we get key injuries? Mm. If Rashford goes down, if Bruno goes down, if Pogba goes down, that's why Bruno and Rashford, I think those are our main key players. I love Pogba to death, but now if Bruno goes down, is that? I was saying it's not Pogba, it's if Bruno yeah, goes down. That's what I'm saying, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm agree with you. I'm saying I love Pogba to death, but I think the team has moved on from being built around Pogba. It's been built about Bruno and Rashford. If any of those two guys go down, yes, and we keep chugging along and we're still within four or five points on Liverpool, then I'll know we're serious. Right now, we're in good form. Kudos mm. to Social, he's doing very well. I'll give him his, 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 he's doing he's really doing well with what he has. Because the honest thing, he doesn't have the best squad in the league. Maybe we're around third or fourth best squad. He's doing very well. He's he's keeping the squad to his potential. Is that? I say you're probably the most expensive squad, though. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And that's why we keep, keep we've been taking shots all this while. Shots have been fired at us that we're underperforming. Right now, I think we're kind of performing up yeah. with our quality right now. Yeah. So, right now. So, so kudos to him. He's doing it because for some reason, people were saying we have a terrible season, but all of a sudden we've bounced back. Mm. Six wins, one draw. So, kudos to him. Let's see if he can sustain it. Let's see. Long term, I, I still don't know. If I get more information, if you can be the guy. But one thing I, I would say, and I've always maintained, he's made, I always say that he's made some big decisions. He's got the big decisions right. It's very critical when you're trying to build. He's got some big decisions right. The signing of Bruno has been, mm. has been like impactful. This changed, this changed mentality of the team. Having Bruno there, having that guy that you know that can have a stinker for 88 minutes and still get a goal and assist. That is very critical. Yeah. That's what you guys have with Sanchez. You know, that's magic. Yeah, that's magic. That's what you guys have with Sanchez and Ozzy Winners. No, you can't, 
They won't do anything, but they will, they will impact goals and assists. We all we, we lacked that for so many years. The second thing that he did really, really well was identifying players who want to. He, I think he learned from the mistakes of LBG and Mourinho. When he was buying players, he was careful about the character of the players. Do they really want to play for Manchester United? You know, like just just identifying this player has been critical. And then she, Bruno, Bruno has been excellent. I think Wamsaka has been good. Going forward, he has some problems, but he's been good as a defender. He defends well. Maguire has been underwhelming, but he's not. He has not been a flop like some people try to say. He's been underwhelming, and but because in some games he has been good, but it has been an underwhelming signing. So I mean that's fine. But overall, man management has been ex- has been exceptional. I keep telling people that it has because this Pogba situation had the capability to blow up in his face with Raiola, and he yeah. made sure he did not go the other way because. I, I guarantee if we had someone like Gary Neville, maybe I'm taking sure that he might not care as our manager, Gary Neville would have gone to the extreme and tried to like, oh, freeze Pogba out of the squad and that would have tossed, that would have turned some players against him. And once that happens, she would lose the dressing room very quickly. So I, for Pogba, he has managed that situation very, very, very well. Pogba is pretty much, it's almost like an impact player now. Pogba is playing. Like he's not, he's not trading down yeah. he's coming and impacting and the team is chugging along, you know, so... So kudos to social. Let's see how far we can go. That's what I'm saying. I'm enjoying winning 6-2. Chelsea. <laughs> Lampard. I made that post. I said I'm watching Lampard. You know, Lampard is on my fraud watch. A couple of people are on my fraud. He's on my fraud watch right now. And not because, <laughs> funny enough, funny enough, right? I think last year Lampard did very well. And I think a lot of people do like to think about Lampard. Yeah, yeah. You see, we all said that. Yeah, with kids. He did very well. Like all these kids. And he played, he, he brought people like Missing Mount. Miss James, that was, I think that's very impressive. That last year, and he got fourth position. But now that he has quality, now so, now that he has quality, it's now. the burden of expectation. Yes, yeah. the burden has changed now. I, I said it's the burden of expectation. Yeah, that's true. When you expect, when you now know, okay, I'm not just playing kids. Why does Arsenal move the ball quicker in in Europa? Want to pass, 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 pass. Like I said, through ball, go. This was same Europa, same Ateta. All of a sudden, they felt, who's this team I can play there? What if we lose? We have none. We've already qualified. We qualified. We won. Yeah, the, we not dropped the game. Three, three games. But we qualified like three yep. games ago, right? And we had three more dead rubber games. And all of a sudden, without any pressure, of, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. All of a sudden, they're moving the ball quick. So it's Lampard, right? When he was playing with kids and there was no pressure from management on to deliver, then he was probably going with his guts and making right. decisions. Right. And now that he's signed all these expensive players, he's like, I you must win, win with this. You know, it's harder, right? It's, it's never right. easy. You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely it's right. Easy. Spurs, you know, the Spurs trade. I was telling you on a chain the other time about Spurs. I said, Mario, I started, well, you guys look good. You guys might be a tight challenge. But I remember telling him then, let's see how you guys go through the Christmas games, December January. All these difficult games, that's when I'll know if you guys are really a tight challenge. And I'm still not writing them off because... What I think, I think is going to happen this season, apart from Liverpool, Liverpool is the outlier. I think all these teams that think they are like Charlie, everybody will have their musical chairs. You know, you lose games, 2 2 games. Like, oh, they're not yeah. this tight. These teams are tight to challenges. Oh, United lose game. Oh, they're not tight challenges. This is like, it's going to be musical chairs until one or two of them figure out how to steady and say, okay, we want to go in a run of seven, eight wins. When I look at everybody, Liverpool is the only team I'm confident that can do that. Every other person is like, ah. I see they, have, they still have their obvious flaws. 
despite our good form, our form is good. Our flaws are still very obvious. I see it in our yeah. defense. You know, our manager has to play double pivots mm. every time to protect our defense. Spurs, the major problem I see is Mourinho. He still hasn't gotten over on this. I, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's something that happened to Mourinho in Madrid. I keep saying this thing. I keep telling everybody there's something that happened in Madrid that he hasn't gotten over. Mourinho has still not gotten over the fact that Fortune favors the brave. I don't know why he doesn't see that. Like, yes, you can sit back and counter when you play United, when you play che- um, Chelsea, when you play Arsenal, like, I guess the big game, okay. City, you can do that. But 75% of the teams you're going to play look at you as a big team. Sports, in a way, they're kind of a big team, man. They're going to give you the ball. What do you do that when they use your own trick against you? Like, how, how do you figure that yeah. out? So he played Leicester today. Leicester came at them. Leicester came at them. And, and his tactics usually works when he scores first. When you concede first, and this is just me outside looking, I'm not a coach, but mm-hmm. most football. Mario definitely knows football way more than I do, to be very honest. But from the outside looking in, I just look at it like, I don't think football is a light ball. You cannot just go like, oh, we've considered, oh, let's switch, let's go on attacking team now. Because then the other team has rhythm, yeah. has momentum. How do you learn? Like, you don't, it's, so that's the thing that I see about Mario, and I think it will probably outdo them in the sense that you cannot bank on Kane and Son scoring 19% of the chances. You're talking about chances yet, yeah? to be about volume of chances. Their volume of chances, is three out of four. So uh, these are human beings. Yeah, it's four. Messi. It's low. Correct. That's what yeah. I mean. It's very low. Apart from Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, those are the only godlike people that you expect them to score three out of three. Or Lewandowski, four out of four. Football, they will have games where they yeah. need six chances to score two. That's how Liverpool. Messi. Um, yeah. Sorry, what's his name? Salah misses three, four chances in a game, but guess what? Gets like four more, and he scores. That's what they do. When City were at their prime, that's what City were doing. They would create like 10 chances in the game. They would score three. You can't keep doing these low, low volume chances for Kane and Son. Because guess what? That's not what they're used to. On that porch, they used to create a lot of chances. Like, so that, that's what I say about sports. City, I think Guardiola just needs to stop this experiment of Rodri. City has evolved. Yes. And yeah. I think that you have to just tell himself the truth and just stop this Rodri Jesus experiment. I think you just stop it. This false nine thing that he's trying to do, just understand yeah. that Aguero, in my opinion, Aguero has declined. He's injury prone. Every every time he's getting injured, every other Aguero is declined. It's not the same guy, he's always injured. Go and yes, yes, yes. spend 100 million and get someone like Haaland. Rodri we'll sell him like a Z though. You said what? We'll sell him like a Z. Uh, <laughs> I, so. I don't think, even if, even if Pep wants to do that, I don't think the guys are going to let that happen. Like, that's what I think is wrong with City. I think this idea that people think their football is still, I, know, I just think the guys that was the hallmark of me, that made their football like clinical are no more the same guys. They lost David Silver, they lost company, yeah. that looks yeah. better. Fernandio declined. The spine of their team pretty much isn't isn't, isn't there anymore. And if they are there, they decline. Yes. People that they try to replace their spine with, they're not even anywhere close. Rodri is not Rodri is not giving them thirty percent of what Fernandinho was giving them in his prime. Um, Jesus is not. Mm-hmm. Jesus is just a bag. Jesus is not even mm-hmm. anywhere close. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what the problem is. And everything they're trying to follow everything through KDB. I mean, like they're not going to kill one person now. It's not going to work. I think that's his problem. It's not going to work. To do that, uh, yeah. I personally, I think I, I think that that's just everything. Chelsea, 
Lampard just needs to stick to what his lineup is. And I understand that he has injuries, but this trying to play Harvard as a winger because they say you're pretty more from the wing. And he needs to understand that when players are out of form, it's okay to bench people. It's okay. Take them out of the firing line, they bring them in gradually. It's just trying to force the Harvard's winner thing at the same time. Is what's mm. I, I think that's what that skills them. Like just gradually bring them in, you know, and play players to their strength. Harvard is a 10. Play him as a 10, he'll do he'll do bits. Stop all this trying to play him as a false winger that's drifting in. That's not his game. That's that's not just his game, in my opinion. You guys, I mean, we've talked about you guys. It, it is what it is. <laughs> I think Leicester will just be Leicester. Brendan Rogers, good coach, you know, but I just feel I'll like... I'll take him take. Oh, I think he's a very good coach. I think he's a very good coach. I'll opinion. take him at Arsenal. Oh, yeah. I mean... I, I, want, I, want, I wanted him before. Oh, yeah, I said that. I wanted, but I know they, they, um, they refused. Leicester resigned him for like five years. So. Yeah. I mean, he has a good setup. Leicester yeah. is... is Stop notch. Yeah, they they quickly gems every season from nowhere, season in, season out. Look at that Fofana kid. Look at how that guy's yeah. playing. Oh, Castagne, their left back. I mean, Leicester is just he's not gonna leave that setup and walk into like a setup that can mess up his resume. You guys need to fix your stuff yeah. first before you can think of something <laughs> like there's an issue. Brenda Rogers asked that he would jump on it. He will not. Toby he will not. Not well, the way now. Toby, be honest with yourself. All right, cool. Where you guys are right He now. will. It's a bigger club. I get that. But I he would he'll take that on a but he, he any manager will be like, look, I know I can get the resources. Put it this way: Brendan Rogers wants to sign a player that makes two hundred and twenty thousand dollars next week. Let Who can sign him? him? It's not Leicester. Arsenal can sign him. Let but my point that. is he can he can take Arsenal. He can be the next Wenger for Arsenal. I get that. Is, I absolutely, you know, I, I, I absolutely understand tenure. what you mean. I absolutely. Leicester is not winning the league. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I absolutely understand. That's true. I, know. <laughs> Very I hard. understand what you mean, Toby. One thing you have to always understand, though, that the, the flip side that you're looking at is Brendan Rodgers has been there before. You remember he was in Liverpool, right? He's been born before. Yeah. Liverpool was trying to figure out their, their whole structure. That was like Liverpool. I won't say they're in the same place, but it's like better, but when he went to Liverpool, their whole structure thing. Remember the whole um, transfer committee? Yeah. Maybe there. That was the excuse that, oh, transfer yeah. committee. Da, da, da. The same transfer committee is who is working with Klopp now. I don't hear anything because guess what? Klopp is getting right. There's a sink. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to make is, I think when I, Rogers understands the importance of structure. He understands a good stretch on mm. setup. Where Arsenal is right now, I don't think he takes that risk. I'm just being honest with you. Maybe a year from now. No, that's fine. A year from now, when the structure yeah, we don't want to, yeah. he'll jump, he'll jump ship. I know if he didn't cover us when we needed it, if he didn't when we needed it, we were going to settle for you. Imagine me, Dave Brendan Rogers, Mr. Yeah. Character, and I'm settling. You were not ready for me then, then GT, whoever, out of here. It's okay, we don't have to move on. Okay, so let's next man. I'll wrap up with our weekly awards. AJ, you say you have your school, you get your kudos and donkey for the week. I think Liverpool, um, I'm just so jealous of them. Seven goals after, um, you know, their schedule has just been tight. I know Klopp has been crying like the last two weeks. My players are all injured. Uh, the, um, what you call it? 
the broadcaster broadcasters are scheduling us horribly, blah, blah, blah. But you know, they still come out, they get their Red Bull in and they just come out, score seven goals on Crystal Palace that held Tottenham just last weekend. So their Crystal Palace is not they're not a bad team. So I'm sorry. I said that was mind games. The whole what comment say? about broadcasting. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Just to deflect from his team so that he can get the job. Yeah. So they, they come out and do this. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I think they're impressive. Even them maintaining their form, like, you know, to the extent that they've been able to do after last season, I didn't really expect this. And, you know, it's on me first, always saying every year, I, I keep saying that Liverpool, they can't do this again. They can't do this. The year before, they came back, almost went unbeaten. This year, they're again at the top, just, you know, trucking along. Very impressive. So they get my kudos of the week for that. Heavy margin, and you guys may have gotten it, but you want you you considered two goals. So that so, was asked, and I really create enough. That's how I've lost and said so we dominated. My dear, we not <laughs> that no one can dominate and you lose seven two. No, 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 my point is the way we dominate our game against Everton by <laughs> preventing them from playing, but not creating mm-hmm. so many goal scoring chances. So maybe we created three goal scoring mm-hmm. chances and we scored one. That's how I've lost two one or one two because. I'm just saying, in football, when you dominate... Gotcha, that's... Yeah. That you're saying that that's a yeah. true domination. Yes, of course, of course. Don't get the donkey of the um, week. My, um, what's the next donkey for the week? Uh, Egg on the face. I'll give it to... Uh, I, I, this player... Yeah, this guy, um, Turam, uh, Marcus Turam, that spat on the player. Um, and I just thought that that's... You do that in these COVID times, that's just... That's stupid, yeah. Irresponsible... And reckless, and I think they docked him like a, uh, over the weekend. Yeah, there's a video wow. of it on. It's on the, yeah, the, they yeah. docked him a, a month's wages for that. You know, you, that's not. It's just the most disrespectful thing you can do is spit on someone. So wow. I think that's that he gets the egg on the face for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's me. Uh, one last thing. I I just looked at the form table over the last five games. And do you know who's at the bottom of that? It's Arsenal and Sheffield. Yeah. We've both played last five games. We've lost four, yeah. drawn one. That's the worst form Ooh. in the league. The difference is, is that Sheffield is 20th and we're 15th. But Brighton, Fulham, Burnley, and West Brom all have better form the last five games than Arsenal yeah. does. Look, we're, we're in the worst form of our lives. Yeah. We know that. Arsenal is the donkey of the week, I guess. Yes, because we, <laughs> we are. Because Sheffield don't have a budget. They don't have Aubameyang, Gozil, all these players. I no. get you. Yeah, You're not people that didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they don't have in- By yourself. Ketia. <laughs> they don't have in- Ketia, Petre, Julian, uh, all these players. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So, yeah. So who gets your kudos? Wait, I think Arsenal is an easy donkey to pick. Me? Who's I'll give it to United because they are the most informed team in the league. United. United has four wins, one draw. EJ, you can come back Liverpool has three wins, two draws. EJ, you yeah, can. United is in on form. EJ, you can come back. Five, five EJ, you can come back. I have I'm a connect. I have a connect inside United. I can get that sign on form quickly for you to send it back. Nobody will know. You just switch. It's okay. More information. Over the years, like I said, it's funny. We make fun based on the information you have. 
for the last few years, you thought Arsenal was the place to be. <laughs> but now that you have new information, you come back. It's okay. We'll take you wide open. Come back, AJ. Look, back. I, I will lie to you. I will lie to you. Last thing I'll ever do in my life is support United. Last thing I'll ever do is support Manchester United. I, I just can't. I, look. It's funny. It's funny. I, I joke, okay, I've jumped to Juve. I support Madrid. Blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, I woke up today, I'm depressed. Arsenal is depressing me. Like, then you can't replace that. That loyalty, the feeling I have towards Arsenal is real. I cannot yeah. replace it with EJ, even jumping. I watched Juve yesterday. They scored four goals. I'm happy, but I'm like, am I really happy? EJ, 21 is on the way. 21 is on the way. Come on, join us. We'll figure this Arsenal thing out. We'll figure this Arsenal thing out. Don't worry about us. Okay. Don't worry about us. You guys focus on your team. We'll focus on We'll cry. We're going through growing pains. We're going to cry. The second we left that time, I said it, we are going to cry. I don't know how long it will take. It may take 30 years like it took Liverpool. But one day, hopefully in my lifetime, one day, one day. <laughs> we'll get there. It can, it can be done. It can be done. But right now, we'll, right now, we're all going to suffer. Ateta will suffer. We will suffer. Board will suffer. Everyone will suffer. Let's get through this. Don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, all I'm going to say, 21 is on the way, you know, and some, some people will be singing that song, end of season. Champion. I told y'all, not till 2027. You're not winning the league. All I'm saying is 21 is on the way. That's all. That's our hashtag moving forward. 21 is on the way. That's all I'm saying. You guys mean year 2021. That's what that's what's coming next. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I I'm telling everybody. Nothing. That's a good one, by the way. <laughs> that would be my get out <laughs> at the end of the season. When we try to say, I know you said 21 on the way. I'm like, I told you guys, 2021 is on the way. That's all I was saying. Uh, 2021. <laughs> my kudos of the week obviously goes to Oregon Sasha. I have to say that he's done well. Our performances have been, have been weird. I think the last three, four games, we start bad, we kept coming back, kept coming back, yeah. and I'm like, oh, you're going to get, obviously, the Leipzig can happen, and it felt like, ah, this was going to be like a, people, I thought, and some some people thought it was going to be like a, that would have been the spark of like a bad run of form, but no, they bounced back right away, and they, they, they've been winning games, so yeah, he gets my kudos for sure. Uh, my donkey of the week. Who's my donkey of the week? My donkey of the week goes to Mario. I say this because typically he's very mm. good at doing mind games. After I lost Liverpool, he goes, ah, oh, best team lost. So he tries to do all those mind games, then take away the Nah, nah, D. Mind game didn't work. <laughs> you fall in, you're down that L. So yeah, <laughs> yes, my God. Because he thinks wow. mind games. Nah, B. The world, the world has moved on. People, people can figure you out now. This is your sit down and give teams on the I want Ateta to even try and play this mind game. Let's even try something else. Hey, at least he's trying something, it's not working. What's this mind game my manager that David dominated? For me, this guy looking at it, Toby. Tired, Very simple. We'll wrap up the show and we can chat a little bit. But this I look at it, why he gets my donkey of the day. I believe, right, there's no better way to win, right? It's all preference. I know you as an Arsenal fan, we Wenger days. We are, me as United fan, Alex Ferguson, we are used to attacking football. That's why I want to see. I'm very biased attacking football, progressive, and that's fine. Some people like Mori Rives prefers reactive counterpunch. That's all great. The only problem I have, I have with counterpunch is what yeah. I said earlier. Counterpunch just feels like yeah. 
your plan is so good that until you get punched in the face, right? That's why I don't like counter punch, playing counter attacking. You know, like Mike Tyson says, it's always good to have a plan to get punched in the face. Attacking football, when you get punched in the face, yeah. Like you see this today, yes, they lost, but they didn't change how they were playing. They're an attacking team. They kept going, they kept going, they kept going. You know, attacking team, the real attacking team. Liverpool, when they consider go, man, they're going, they're going. I know the drop points to too long. That game, if Liverpool was a counter attacking, they would lose. They would have lost. They would have lost that game to Fulham. You know, counter attacking team. But guess what? When Fulham scored, they say, okay. When they figured out their reading, they kept going, they, they kept knocking down, they broke the door down. So that, that's why I prefer attacking. I don't, like counter punch is like, man, when you get punched in the face now, oh, shit, we have to change. You have to now change everything you've worked on because now you have to be the progressive side. So that's just my opinion. That's why I don't like it. So that's why I guess the don't kill the day because it's got an L. It was acting like we're five games to the end of the season and it's like, oh, you know, we're almost winning the game. You're just a third of the season. Everybody that knows me, I'm the king of Atamu FC, anything against Morio, that's who I am. I don't <laughs> like the guy, so I'm happy he lost. <laughs> I, you said what? I probably hate him more than you. I don't like Morio at all. I probably hate Morio more than you. No, 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 no. You didn't expect yeah. that's, that's, why, like, that's why when you said he was, he was um, jonesing for Arsenal's job. Heck yeah. no. <laughs> Hell I, was no. using him as an I, know, I get you, I get you, but I know even you were against it. Like we would not have gone. No, for no, it. I didn't. I didn't want it. But if you ask me now, <laughs> would I have taken him over Teta? Strong, be strong. Be strong. I would have taken him over this. I mean, come on, we're fifteen. Yeah. Ah, let me wrap this up. It's a period of time. We're going to start. Like I said, we, we can go offline and and just let me wrap this up. Hi everyone. Thanks for thanks for coming. I know. Thanks for coming. DJ, thanks for, you know, joining, hopping on as the producer. It was fun, a Teta debate. You can find all our addresses at the end of the pod, Twitter, you know, Instagram, Facebook, everything, all that's available. Like, share, subscribe, check us out. Thanks, everyone.